2: Hi everyone, welcome back to the 442 Podcast. Today, Liam... We've got super Andy Ritchie. Former centre forward for Man United, Brighton, Leet, Oldham, Scarborough. Also managed Oldham, Barnsley and Huddersfield Town. Played over 660 games, scoring 210 goals. How much would he be worth now? Lots of money. (laughs) Lots of money. (laughs) You you and me both. Well... (laughs) You oh, would be centre-forward now, scoring goals. Oh, you're quids in, aren't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we were always quids in, weren't we? Centre-forwards, we always got all the glory, and we used to get stick for that, but, you know... Never got the money. If you, uh, I don't know. If you're on the end of it and you're scoring the goals, you get the glory, don't you? Yeah.
2: You've had a good career,
1: haven't you? I wouldn't have changed it for the world, yeah. Been uh, been super. Um, the, the management bit as well, really enjoyed that. It's just... One or two players that he didn't want to manage again.
2: We'll come into uh, that later on. have just give me a question. Where's my uh, but, friend uh, now? <laughs> no, yeah,
1: Liam would have changed it.
2: Let's start at Man United. Are you a Man United lad?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was born in Manchester. Um, and I was a United fan. But as a kid growing up, my mum wouldn't let me go to football games unless I went with my mates. And my mates were City fans. So... I used to go to Main Road and watch Man City with uh, with my mates. they had a great side at that time, you know, like Francis Lee, Colin Bell, people like that. Rodney Marsh, who's my all-time hero, even though he was a, played for Man City, he's my all-time hero, Rodney Marsh. Um, uh, but I was a, I, I, you know, when when we played United, when it was when it was United versus, it, I had to sit on my hands, sort of. Well, he didn't, he didn't sit then; you stood, but. I had To pretend uh, I didn't want him to score. And what happened if City scored? Well, I sort of had to move around, move around a little <laughs> bit, but try not to uh, be too over the top. <laughs> oh, All my mates knew I was United fan anyway, so they, they were okay with it.
0: So how did the, how did the signing come about?
1: Um, well, I was I, again, I was I was very close to signing for Man City. Um, I played for a, a local side um, in. Cheadle uh, called Whitehill who were affiliated to Man City so they used to play in the blue and white and sky blue and white and what have you and from that going through from 11 to sort of 14 then I went down and trained at at Main Road in sort of summer holidays and stuff like that and they offered me uh, schoolboy forms I'd been to Leeds uh, and I'd been to Burnley uh, and Tottenham were interested in me going down but didn't go down there and then I was playing for Stockport boys because my school was in in uh, Cheshire not Manchester so I played for Stockport boys and we had a cup final against Manchester boys in Stockport in and after the game my dad came up and said, this is Johnny Carey, the late Johnny Carey, who played for Manchester United, was scouting for the uh, United at the time. And he just said, would you like to come down and have a couple of training sessions and see how you, you enjoy it? I went down to the cliff and, and never looked back. Uh, luckily, they asked, they offered me schoolboy forms and so it was right at the death, really, because I was ready to sign for the blue side.
2: Wow. But you're glad you did, aren't you? Huh?
1: Yeah, I mean... It, <coughs> It was because I didn't want to. I, at that time, I didn't really want to leave home. So, you know, Leeds, I'd have, I'd have had to go into digs. Probably Burnley, maybe I would have, and definitely if they'd gone down to Tottenham. Um, so I was, a, I was a bit of a home bird, if you like, and that so I would have played for, you know, I'd have signed for City, but it was right at the death, and luckily they, uh, they wanted to sign me as well. Do you remember your debut? Yeah, it was against Southampton, I think, at Old Trafford. Um that was my home debut. No, my debut was uh, it was away at uh, Everton. Uh 1977. It was Boxing Day and we were we were struggling. We were down at the bottom of the the league. They were I think second and, and we beat them 6-1. Wow. Um I didn't I didn't score. Uh, but we weren't expected to beat them, and um, that was that was my debut. And I had four four games over Christmas, and then I waited for my first goal uh, a year after, which was at Derby County.
0: What was your first goal at Old Trafford? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> trying to think. Well, I scored that uh, over that Christmas period. <laughs> scored two at Old Trafford. And they were both right. disallowed, which which I thought was a bit. June, yeah, um, first goal at uh, Old Trafford, would it, it was
2: against Leeds United. Was that you? Sorry <laughs> about this, we've got a professional outfit here. John McGillan's <laughs> left it, his phone on. That's a,
1: that's, a, that's a fine, isn't it? I'm fine, that.
2: Yeah. Your first goal at Old
1: Trafford then? Yeah, it was against, uh, it was against Leeds and... Ended up in a in a hat trick, a hat trick at, oh. at uh, Old Trafford against against Leeds United. Managed to get two actually. I got one against uh, Spurs as well at, at, at Old Trafford. Yeah, um, yeah I mean it, it was fantastic just playing for the, that boyhood club that you wanted. You know, um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, and some of the players that I played with uh, that were were absolutely great with me um, you know likes of Martin Booker who you, you'll know yeah. very very well yeah. um, there's there's so many of them Sammy McElroy Jimmy Green who you know Stuart Pearson who I'd learned so much off as a kid training with them and playing with them but they, they were just absolutely fantastic with me when I got into the, that first team setup. Joe Jordan yeah well Joe was there he I actually moved on because of Joe Because they bought him from Leeds and they had to recoup the money, and I I was the one that sort of went out the door. But I did play uh, with Joe for, you know, uh, quite
2: four or five months, I think, before I moved on. Touch you, though, on your second hat trick against Spurs. Who else scored that night for United?
1: I want to say it was either Mickey Thomas. Ray Wilkins, it could have been. Boom, yeah. Ray Wilkins. God bless
0: him. God bless him, yeah. What
2: a man. Yeah, United signed him for seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds back in the day. Best player I've ever played with, no doubt. Class, one. Well, he?
1: just looked for Rolls Royce as a man
2: and a yeah. player, didn't he?
1: Yeah, um, he got a bit of stick. At, they used to call him the Crab, didn't they? At That's United, right. and he, when you look at the players now that you've got that are of his type, you know, you look at like. Pirlo and people like that, and and the people that are, are playing in the game now, and that that's what they want. They want someone to be able, to, like Casemiro at United yeah. now. You pay absolute fortunes for him, um, which they did then. But he could put a ball on a sixpence. It was it was brilliant. What a great guy. I was lucky to get to know, him, we were good mates. Um, and we used to, you know, we we got on with him and his his wife, my my wife. And we we used to go out a lot together, but he was just a fantastic player. Unbelievable.
2: You can see why he played well. He went to Milan as well, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Would have been perfect as well for the Italian game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they they wanted over there, didn't they? Um, He was just, uh, like you said, Rolls-Royce. You know, just knew where to be. Could, like I say, drop the ball into any situation. So calm... Um, and he used to get quite a bit of stick because of that I think he you know like I remember Graham Souness <coughs> going through quite a few times in, in one game but he never he never sort of you know he, he never backed down he'd go back again and he'd still try and play his, his game um, because he, would, he wouldn't he would try and kick anybody
0: because uh, he knew he couldn't <laughs> Yeah but he was like you said though and he he never gave the ball away Was and he always seemed available yeah, he was that clever. He was always in space. He was always available. If you were in trouble, he was your outlet all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. He was, knew how
1: to, knew where it was going yeah. before it even came to him. Yeah, um, and that's just vision and, and, and awareness, isn't it?
2: I might be wrong. Was he still like a player manager at forty old at Stockport County?
1: I did not think it was. He was at <coughs> Stockport.
2: Um, I think he did in QPR. He was at QPR. Definitely, I think he was at Stockport. I'm going to put it on him. Please abuse me We'll have comments. to check that.
0: We'll have
1: to check that. I'm not sure he was at Stockport.
0: I can... It doesn't ring a bell with me, if I'm honest, but listen, you're the startle man, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm sure
2: you're going to give it me could, Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it might be QPR that I see him playing it against Stockport. It was definitely, KPR. He was yeah, definitely uh, QPR. It was definitely a player coach, I think, at QPR. Yeah, it was a Rolls-Royce, wasn't it? I was going to name these players. Mm. Mickey Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Sammy McEnroy. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Moran. Yeah, Steve Copple. Steve, yeah. These are all men, these, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: again, like Steve. Steve was was fantastic with me when I got into the first team. Um, said to me, right, you've got to got to sort yourself out. You've got to get a, a pension sorted. What? I didn't know what the hell that, he meant by that. He said, "I'll get your pension. I'll get you sorted with uh, with my my pension uh, advisor." And he was he was just unbelievable. And I needed and that because I didn't know what was going on. You know, uh, everything was going on flying around me and you're getting all that, the attention because you've come into the, the first team at such a young age. Uh, but they they kept me on the level
2: and he was great with me, Stevie. Got a great stat for you now. This one's bang on. Season <laughs> 78, <laughs> stop 79. All, stop all stat. <laughs> you played 16 games and scored 10 in 16 games you would be a high-value transfer target for <laughs> in this day and age, wouldn't you? Yeah. Them sort of starts, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah.
2: Proper start, that. I bang didn't, didn't well know that. Back. Could keep that piece of paper. <laughs> I will. <laughs> There's <laughs> probably an act-trick in that, isn't there? Yeah, there, yeah, there <laughs> probably was, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah.
2: You'll be able to sleep well tonight now, Andy? you not you be worth a lot of money on a serious note with that start?
0: Of course you would, yeah. You hit, you've hit the ground flying. I'll be, I'll, I won't be able to sleep tonight. I'll be like, oh, why did they let me go?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and probably should have paid you more wages as well. <laughs> yeah. And that season, actually, you finished second behind Liverpool, United. But I think, I might be wrong, was that only two points for a win back then?
1: Yes, yes it would Am I right? Been. Yeah.
2: yeah. I yeah. think I'm on fire today. And
1: Bar one. And there was only one sub. Yes. As well, in those days.
0: Which was quite good because if you were there and you looked and the sub was a defender and that you felt quite yeah do you know what I mean? It was, was still on the pitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was also that, that it, your chances of being that sub were obviously lessened. Like today you've got a squad and you've got that mm-hmm. how many sub ten or whatever it is and you can use that how many. Um that one sub was that the only position. So you might be sub for a couple of Games and then you'd be out for three or four yeah. games and you'd play in the in the stiffs or as the reserves, as they called it.
2: <laughs> is it Jerry Taggart called that the stiffs. Yeah, he did, did. yeah. He yeah never knew that.
0: But it was, I mean, the thing is, it would be more so a utility player, wouldn't it, really, that could maybe play in two or three yeah, positions yeah, that yeah, you could definitely throw on. But again, you'd be a little bit safer being a striker, I would think. And uh, yeah, I think you'd. you'd like you say,
1: a utility player or a striker—that yeah. that would probably be the choice of of the managers at that time. Um, obviously, no sub goalkeeper, so no, you know, somebody that would have to be designated to go in uh, if anything happened to the keeper.
0: Not like now, where you can make so many substitutions now and change half your team. So yeah, yeah it's uh, it makes a big difference. I mean, it it,
1: it does make a big difference. I think it, it's probably for the best as well.
0: I think think it's for the best Andy for the teams that can really afford it yeah because there's true, no drop off yeah, 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 you know what I mean yeah. the, the lesser teams there is a drop off mm. and it's a bit of a disadvantage I think yeah it's, uh... I,
1: I know what you're saying I mean we I was at the United game the other night against Chelsea and they made about five substitutions and you thought what, what they're bringing top top world class players on you know and like you say some of the other teams that haven't got the depth of, of squad it, it can be a disadvantage if they do
2: get injuries. Yeah. Leaving Man United was it your choice? Yeah, partly. Um,
1: I'd, I, I'd I'd had talks with Aston Villa, Newcastle, and Chelsea, and stats, you've got yeah. you've got stats there. And when Brighton came in. Uh, I think I took the hint and I knew that maybe Dave Sexton wanted to get rid of me. I'm going to
2: bring you back on a story I've heard on my stats. Let's talk about Aston Villa. Mm. You went down with your dad, didn't you? I did, yeah. Come on, tell us this story. Right. Um, I've done your
1: research. I have. Um, Yeah, well, that was the the first uh, team that that showed interest in me and, and Dave Sexton... Assured me, he said, "I don't want you to leave." He said, "But it's too big a, t- a football club for me not to tell you about it." And if you want to go and have a chat, so I s- spoke to my dad about it. He said, "Right." I said, "Well, you might as well go and have a just see what it's like and what I've been And they were, they were really flying at the time. They'd, I think they'd won the UEFA Cup or whatever a couple of years before. There was some fantastic players there, and drove down with my dad. Uh, went in and we we met Ron Saunders, chatted with him and this that and the other. And Ron, as John will know, was very very dour, <laughs> really dour. You know, like I think if he smiled, his face would crack. You know, it was one of them. Um, and we had good time with him. Went to the training ground and and I I'd, I'd never heard my dad swear ever, which. <laughs> Being a Scotsman was a bit of a, a bit of a strange one. Yeah, struggling <laughs> so, to believe but, it was, uh, to be but you know, he would never, he would never swear in front of my my mum, uh, and I'd never heard him swear. So, we got back in the car, sat down, and uh, uh, I said, "He said, What do you think? You're going to sign for him?'" I went, "No, nah, I don't. I don't think so." And he, <laughs> "Can I say it?" Yeah, he went. You're fucking right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I went. <coughs> I said. He said,
0: "Wow, what
1: we. He said, "You can't get excited with him, can you?" He said, "He, he didn't sell the club to you there, did he?" And it didn't really. It was if it had, if it had just shown a little bit more uh, enthusiasm, yeah, enthusiasm, a bit of zest about it. But it was so like, well, you know, and we'd, we'd really like you to sign, and it was like. Oh, right, OK. Are you excited about it? Because <laughs> it uh, doesn't look like you are, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, he, he had not I'd never heard him swear uh, until that day. And so, then, he, then he just he just started from then on. that was it.
2: But this is a madden. We've mentioned Ray Wilkins. Yeah. Rolls-Royce, mm. £750,000 back in the day. Brighton paid £500,000 for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, you, United paid five hundred grand for uh, Joe Jordan. Jordan, so that's what they they recouped that money. When I went down to uh, to Brighton, uh, and like I said, that was the last team that, that I, I thought. Well, he's, he's obviously not fancying me. They want to recoup the money. Um, going back to the one one sub situation was only playing every now and again needed to play needed to become a better player um, so reluctantly I thought yeah I've, I've got to go and, and, and play some proper games and be in, involved
0: so what was the difference in the talks there Andy I mean because that's a big move yeah you know, to go from Manchester down to Brighton's uh, yeah a, it was, a fair move it
1: was it was Alan Mullery yeah as chalk and cheese with Ron Saunders he was full of it you know, we're really going for things. We've got some. You we've know, got Steve Foster here. We've got this. We've got that. We've got Neil McNabb, We've got blah blah blah. Uh, and he, he just sold me the club, and and it was really homely. By the time I'd been there three hours, I knew everybody. That you know knew the kit man, knew the physio, knew the girls in, the, in it, that were cleaning the kit, knew everybody in the offices. You know, it it was just it was just that the way it was. It it just yeah, I want to play for him. Um, and that's how uh, how it came about so he proper
0: sold the club to yeah. yeah. and the I see and everything else and him himself. as well yeah. You know
1: his enthusiasm yeah. Um, yeah great great place to live mm-hmm. as well
2: did you have an agent with such a size of a fee back then <laughs> do it yourself
1: um, yeah basically me and my dad um, there, there wasn't agents then uh, you know, you, you, you were on your own, and the, the PFA didn't really get involved either. Then they, they, it was before they sort of started getting into that agency side of the game. So I went back. I, I, I spoke with, uh, actually, did speak with Ray uh, and, and one or two of the other players, Stevie Coppel, and just said, "Look, this is what what do you think. Try and get a bit more of this, that, and the other." Um, but I was. I was sold on the club and I wanted to go and I wanted to play for Alan Mullery and like I said, they had some really good players at the time um,
2: on paper. Question for me then, <laughs> devil's advocate, yeah. you're going in for sign, have you got to hold back your enthusiasm so they don't say, oh, well, he's definitely signing, we can give him this, have you got to like... Yeah, I think so, I think
1: a little bit, yeah, you've got to play hardball, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Um but when it when it was it was my first move, um, and what they offered me was was pretty good, I've got to say, um, and I just wanted I wanted to do it, you know, I, 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 and it was it was that that I I think I knew I had to I had to leave to to okay. become a, a, yeah. a better player and to be playing week in week out, and they they had to, they, like I said they did have some superb players.
2: A few lads from Man United came down, didn't they? In the end, and a few seasons after, Mickey Thomas come.
1: Mick, yeah, M- Mickey was Mister stalker. <laughs> Stop me, Mickey. Um, <laughs> he came to Leeds as well. <laughs> um, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he came down. Uh, a great, great. Like he was, he was my, uh, he was my roommate when I was at Man United, Mickey. And he's, he's, he's definitely got. Uh, you know, he 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 must. If he eats skittles, you know, he's got he's got that. <laughs> he's all over the place. Um, he was he was the best roommate ever because I, I never had to do anything. He'd be up. He said, "Do you want a cup of tea? Do you want this?" Went, I'll go and get a paper. Was well, he, he was brilliant.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was he was uh, yeah. He was nervous uh, all over the place. He was. I know exactly where you're coming from because I had a bit of a spell with him at Shrewsbury. Oh, Town, did you? And- can't stand still for two seconds, really. No, but no. what what a guy, what a lovely guy, mm. top, top man. You
1: need to get him on. He's a good golfer. Yeah. Good he's lad. brilliant, mate. Yeah, yeah he's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Well, then. In your ear after then, can you yeah. <laughs> that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good lad. It's good
0: to see him back on his feet as well because he was yeah, out for was, a long yeah, time was there. Yeah, he had really
1: poorly uh, uh, cancer of the throat. It's so so good to see him fit again and bubbling. Really yeah,
0: doing well,
2: really doing well. What were the difference between Brighton and Man United? Training. Play as well.
1: uh, training was was great. Um, although we we for all the time I was there, we were forever moving training grounds. Um, when we first went, we used to come out the, the, the ground, the Goldstone ground, run through Hove Park, and up to the uh, racetrack, um, and up there it was speedway track there was a football pitch in the middle and we used to train there and then run back down and what have you uh then we moved out to uh, Peacehaven, which was great because i lived out there which was about 25 minutes away and we played trained there um but it was just it was just fun it was it was it was good you know the lads lads were great we had a massive golf culture there so nearly, you were playing golf nearly back then? everybody played virtually everybody in the squad And the the club were magnificent. They used to pay for us to go and play it on a Wednesday, and we'd go out in the morning, play nine holes, have a bite to eat, play eighteen, and then go out and have a few scoops on the (laughs) on the way back. And many a time we'd go back and we'd leave our clubs at the club and then just go out and have have a few beers and taxi back home. And but it was it was really good. It was really, in fact, probably the. The social life got in the way of the football, <laughs> right? <Brian. laughs>
2: yeah, we're not flipping say that's proper team bonding. It was
1: it was good. We were we were so together. We were yeah. really really together, and we, there was so many characters. Uh, Can you remember the best golfer? Oh there were some good ones. Fozzie was good. Steve Foster was good. Uh, Jerry Ryan wasn't bad. It's
2: so mad. This a um, lot of people play. There, there,
1: there was some really good, good golfers, and it was, it was competitive. Obviously, you know, every, every time we used to go out, but we played at some great courses as well. Because, like I said, the, the Fozzie would go in and say to the secretary, "Right, we want to play it wherever," and he'd go, "Right, okay, I'll sort it out." And, and he'd say, "Right, we can't play there. That, it, it, you know, there's no tee times," and he'd get somewhere else, and they'd pay for all the green fees. It was, it was okay. amazing. Amazing, yeah.
2: What was it like <laughs> training with Jimmy Case
1: when he come? He was brilliant, Jim. It was absolutely brilliant. It was it was an eye opener because nowadays you, Jimmy wouldn't wouldn't probably do 13 games a season <laughs> because he'd be sent off. It was he was such a hard bloke. He was great though to have in your team. Yeah. You know, it was one of the You've had, you will have had them in your team where you you go, if you freaking kick him again, you you're having it. You know, Graham Souness people like that, Uh, Brian Robson's those those type of guys. That's that's what he was like. Great, great bloke. Absolutely fun to be with.
2: Um, Is that off the pitch? He's different, is he? Then just a right good laugh.
1: Oh, he was he was fantastic. Yeah, he was such a nice fella um loved a loved a, a drink which we all did it was a different different culture then wasn't yeah, it everybody was doing yeah. the same you know you go out on a Tuesday club or whatever because you knew you weren't play, you weren't training on Wednesday um and the, another lad who unfortunately has passed away Tony Grealish <laughs> one of the best people I have ever met in football absolute fantastic guy great footballer off the off the pitch, so so funny.
2: Was he a life of the party oh, then? he a just... life
1: of everything? He was. He had, um, He played. He was an Irish, Irish heritage National, and yeah. what have you. He used to play the spoons. Um, he he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant, Tony. Um, he used he used to get um, used to get quite tipsy quite quickly, um, and would probably. Uh, Go and have a little sleep in the corner, and everybody else would be carrying on. And then an hour later, he'd get up and he'd go, "Are you ready?"
2: Because
1: yeah, <laughs> he's had his nap, and we're all like, <laughs> I don't know. And then, yeah. So, but he was, he was, he was awesome. It was one of the best stories about Tony, and I, I, God rest his soul, mate. I, but we, we were sponsored by British Caledonian down there. Uh, British British, Caledonian Airways, which had now defunct. And we went to a massive big do at a, a, a place near uh, Gatwick Airport, which is their hub. Uh, masses of people in there, big big hall, massive big do for Brie Cal. So this was going and we were having a few drinks and he was getting tips and he'd fall asleep and then we'd wake up and all this, that and the other. And uh, <laughs> it was at the end of the night. I wish, I'd, wish we'd have had mobile phones at that time. No, you don't. But <laughs> it was so funny. We're all, like, sat on a table each, so, you know, being hospita- hospitality and all that. It must have been about half one in the morning. And I've looked up and Tony's walking towards me and some one of the lads had tied a helium balloon to his tie. So his tie was like... <laughs> <laughs> for this helium balloon. And he he had not a clue. He was just walking around with this tie-up like that. Absolutely in bits. He was he was such a great guy. Great
2: yeah, he was naive to it, I suppose. Just, yeah. That's got to be brilliant, that,
1: yeah. not That's right. I wish I'd have
2: just been able to
1: take a photo of it. You know? Just once. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh,
2: God. Got one here. Season four, you were top scorer. Play well for Brighton. Got into the FA Cup final. Hmm. Didn't make it, did you? To...
1: Well, I didn't make it because I'd moved.
2: <laughs> I'd left uh, after the quarter final.
1: Um, Go on, John. Played... Go on,
2: John.
0: Even I'm looking. No, keep going, Andy. Um,
1: I had to play yeah. in the
0: final. He's not even there, is it? Yeah.
1: No, I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I played in the quarter final against Norwich. At the Golston, beat them 1-0. And then we were, I think we were supposed to be playing United that that week. And the manager p- called me in and said, um I thought I thought he was gonna say, Oh, you're not playing at the weekend. Um, because he was leaving me in and out of the of the side. And um I thought right, I'm ready for him, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna give it him. Because I, 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 I knew I'd played okay and I'd been involved in the goal and what have you. Uh, and he just said, oh, I've got um, uh, the manager of Leeds United on for you, Eddie Gray. Uh, which stopped me right in my tracks. Oh, oh right. Um, will you have a chat with him? So I said, he's on the phone now. He said, yeah. So I gave him the phone, he walked out. So I'm still I'm, right, okay. And anyway, we we got chatting, and he said I'd like you to come up and you know maybe have a a chat with us. Um, put the phone down, said right. I spoke to him, so he came in and he said to me, uh, he said, "Are you going, man?" <laughs> I said, "What do you mean am I going?" He said, "Well, are you going to?" So I said, "Yeah, I'm going." He said, "Well." Take your boots with you. <laughs> I thought it's a bit previous to that, isn't it? It's been honest all then. Well, yeah, exactly. a little bit... so I knew what was, I knew was the, yeah. the score, um, so I went up and, and like I said, the rest was history. But I missed the game because uh, because of me me moving, and people said, "Well, you're only one game away." I said, "Well, I wasn't. I wasn't guaranteed to play in it. We weren't guaranteed to win the semi final, which was against uh, Sheffield Wednesday." Uh, who were really doing well that season we weren't we we were struggling because we eventually went down that season as well after uh, getting beaten in the final so it was that was again it was another sort of decision that was had to be made on purely on my career going going forward what you know he, he couldn't have had that well i might play in the FA Cup final i might I might, might, I might not. No. So it was, it was one of those things. And the move,
0: move might not have been there because he might have went on to. No. His no. next.
1: And it, the know. the manager at, at at the time, Jimmy Mealier at, at, at Brighton didn't didn't fancy me again. You know, yeah. I was, I was getting to know that I wasn't playing on a Friday, by the local, uh, paper, the Argus, phoning me up and saying, "How do you feel about being left out tomorrow?" Oh, I'm yeah. I, I? I don't know. So it, that type of thing was happening and.
0: I was better getting out of there. So it sounds like he was dropping his seed there anyway. Yeah, behind your back. Yeah, exactly. Forcing, forcing the move, really.
2: Yeah, I yeah. find it mad that five hundred thousand pound a few seasons later, so you've been leading goal scorer. Yeah, but there's been a change of manager. Yeah, yeah there's still that money spent in it. No, but well, there have been two changes yeah. of manager.
1: We'd had um, uh, Mike Bailey as well. Okay, he yeah. was he was manager. He, uh, he was fantastic. He was great for me, um, but. Uh, when Jim Amelia got the got the job it,
0: it, it changed yeah what I'm and again it, it, the managers I mean a different yeah. thought process and probably got somebody he's got his eye on no detriment to you but no. he's got somebody he wants in yeah. it's to get your own players in isn't it? I mm. mean that's, sometimes that's what
1: well, happens he, he had his eye on Terry Connor well, well that's what <laughs> I'm going to say it was a swap you deal then. you went for a swap deal didn't yeah. you yeah centre yeah. forward for centre forward mm. no money involved yeah well I, I knew Terry because I'd played against him and uh got to know him a couple of times been out and seen him and had a chat with him so we we weren't best mates but we knew each other and it's funny i was flying up to leeds and he came through and we both met in the in the uh in the airport and he wasn't for moving he, he didn't want to move at all because he was a leeds born and bred and he said i don't want to move I said well, i said well listen we're only going for talks sorry so if it's not right for me I'm not going to move either because I think I had about a year and a half left on my contract. So said, I'm not moving if, if it's not. And vice versa, if you don't want to move, I can't force the issue. I'm not oh. going to, you know. So we had a bit of a chat and a good, you know, and as it was, it, it both turned out. Question for you.
2: Did you both chat like, where are you living? Can I have your house? <laughs> Do you want my
1: house? <laughs> no, we didn't actually. No, I don't think that ever came into, uh, into it. And... My house. He might not have wanted to move to my because I, I you knew down there. Brighton was it was very expensive house, housing wise. That was my first house as a as a, as a grown up, if you like. Uh, so we had to move outside of Brighton and Hove because it you just couldn't afford to buy a house there.
2: And that's with a five hundred yeah, thousand
1: transfer fee. So it was. I was about 20, 25 minutes out of Brighton. Uh, so. I think he wanted to be more close to the to the ground, really. So it never no, it never came
0: into the conversation, no. When you were in negotiations then with Leeds, was it always in the back of your mind that he's down there talking to Brighton? It's not gonna count if he doesn't agree, or if you don't agree. You don't mean vice versa yeah, for that I, and Well, it's... yeah, I
1: think so. I think you've got to think like that, but yeah. but then You've just got to go for what you want, mm-hmm. and if it does come off, it, it's you've got what you you know you're happy. Um, but yeah, I, the way he was when I, when he came through the you know the airport and through the lounge, he was he wasn't as a bullion as I thought he would be because he he was again it was his first move, right, um, which. I, I know how I felt about leaving Manchester when I, you know, when I went down to Brighton, and you know, there's trepidation you've got to set yourself up in in a house and stuff like that, and and we were both still young, so you know, it, it, it I, I, I probably did say to my wife at, at the time, not sure whether he's going to do this, but it it worked out in the end. Another
2: big club door leads. Mm-hmm. Proper yeah. club, innit? Yeah. Proper fans, hardcore, aren't they? Huge. Yeah, brilliant. Great but, ground
1: and, as well, isn't Well they they were fantastic with me, the fans. I think they forgot I'd been at United. <laughs> I think yeah. that four years had, had wiped it out of their memory. Um was a rivalry
2: fierce then? It was United still fierce the then,
1: yeah. Not not as bad as when they both got into the, the Premier League and stuff like that, but it was still Lancashire, Yorkshire and um but I was lucky, I was top scorer in my first season there and they took to me great and I was, I think w- the f- in the second season I was, I was sort of chairman of about five supporters clubs, one down in Kings Lynn, and they all asked me to be honorary chairman of, of, of the uh, supporters branches which was great. And it's hard to say no as well, though. As well, well, <laughs> it is. Yeah, but I mean, it it was great because it, there was one in Leeds, which, which you know that they, they asked me straight away after that first season, and I used to go to virtually all the the meetings. Um, but it was great to get their view as well, you know, of, of what they thought about the the club, and it was a different point of for 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 me, and I probably relayed a little bit of it to the yeah. to the players themselves, you know.
2: Got one here for you. I'm gonna name some defenders in some of the squads you were in when you're at Leeds. Dennis Irwin, yeah. Andy Linnigan, Terry Phelan, John Scales. Yeah. Yeah. They all big good pros, were not
1: they? Well, Dennis Irwin, again, uh one of the best players I've ever played with. Uh, and I still work with him, I work with him at United in the in the ambassadors Lounge. So we've we've known each other thirty odd years. But he was only young there. He didn't he wasn't pushing into the side as much. And then I I left and then he came. No, I think he might have gone the year before for, for me to to olden but Andy Linnigan, great, you know, uh Terry Phelan. There's there's so many other good players. I mean, I when I when I first went there, there was Dave Harvey was was in goal. Scotland. Um, um Eddie was still playing, Eddie Grey he was player manager. Frank, his brother, was playing. Um the Peter Lorimer had come back from America and he was playing. Uh, so, you know,
2: I've played with some fantastic players there. Oh. 44 goals, 159 games. Still a good ratio, that. Not bad. Should have been better
1: and could have been better. But um, We
0: always say that Strikers.
1: Yeah, but I, 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 I felt I, sh- I should have had more yeah. at Leeds. Um, there were some good players there that... You know, like John Sheridan was was coming through into the into the Scott Sellers, Tommy Wright, people certainly have people like that 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 became really really top players. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good to be there at that time because I was sort of not I wasn't an elder statesman, but I was a bit older than them. And then you had the Pete Lorimer's, Dave Harvey's, and Mervyn Day as well, one of the best keepers I've played with. Yeah, Mervyn Day. Yeah, he was my roommate, Mervyn. He, yeah. he was the only
2: sensible goalkeeper I've ever met. Do you know, we've had that on the podcast that most goalkeepers oh, no, attacked, lunatics. Attacked. Yeah. yeah. Proper plant, plant plots. Yeah. yeah.
1: A- absolutely. Uh, Andy Gorham, uh, God rest his soul, absolute nutcase. Andy Gorton, who was his un- understudy at Oldham, yeah. absolute balloon. <laughs> uh, Andy Rhodes, another one who I uh, played with at Oldham, nutcase. Uh, Unbelievable that
0: they are a breed on their own goalies, and the list goes on, believe me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. You could be here all day, yes. the list up.
1: yeah. And each one would be it's worse easier, than the other. It's easier to say that yeah. Mervyn oh. was a sensible goalkeeper. probably goal the only player. one in the world. Yeah.
2: <laughs> was it intimidating to play there if it weren't going well? <clears throat> At least on the road,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, I never found it intimidating,
1: I, I always found the uh, the the crowd to be really good at Leeds, and away from home, oh, pff, amazing. Yeah. And they're still like that now. Um, and I, when I was, when I obviously had finished playing, I did quite a lot of work for radio Leeds, went and did um, co-commentaries away with uh, with them. And the away support was just second to none.
2: It's massive as well. Yeah.
1: Leeds is a big place, It is. Yeah. football club. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I was sorry to see them go down because I think the premiership needs Leeds United, you know, you as go. a as a team and as a, as a football club. Um, but the uh, you know they just well they they they've had a lot of problems there, haven't they? And change managers and, and what have you. And I'm going to
2: twist the question there. <laughs> yeah, you played a lot of places. Any grounds what were intimidating?
1: Um, plenty. Yeah. Um, West Ham. At the old at the bowling ground, Sunderland before they at, at Roker Park, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, but there were so many that, that that were close to the pitch, which nowadays they're not. I mean, even maybe at Wolves was a bit like that as well Almost. before they they moved the pitch across. Um, but I, if the biggest one that I, I would probably say would be West Ham that he used to get absolutely you know slaughtered. loads of stick and all that you know and you just just used to laugh at them you know and, and that probably made them worse you know but uh, but you, if you have a goal back they've got you then haven't they that's it Yeah, and your mm. mind's off the game yeah. isn't
0: it yeah. yeah play well do well and that annoys them
1: yeah
2: yeah that's true that's the
1: way to yes does. So you score at, a goal or something like it. that yeah
2: so you're at Leeds mm. how did they move to Oldham
1: another strange one really Uh, I was I was due to uh, renew my contract Uh, I'd been in with with Eddie and they said right we definitely want to sign you on again this is what we'll offer you blah 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 so I'm thinking right yeah that's fine then Eddie gets the sack leaves the club and Billy Bremner comes in so couple of weeks into, I'd played one game and then i got a little knock, so missed one. So he brought me into and he, and he said, listen, I know that we're in talks uh, with you about new contracts. He said, get over the injury, he said, and just give me another two, three weeks just to assess everything and then I'll get you back in, see if all, we'll, you know. He was quite open with it. He said, if I want you to sign a new contract. And I I... Accepted that because obviously he hadn't seen me as much as uh, you know that people would have told him about about him. Uh, So anyway, pulls me back in. He says, uh, "Yeah, we want to want to do this. We want to do that." And at the time, I was getting a loyalty bonus in the contract. So a detail of it was that I would get that at the end of the season. And you get the you get the money, you pay your tax on it, blah blah blah, and this and so. In the end, the, he said just a bit of a niggle about the, the loyalty bonus. He said um, he said the club will pay it you, uh, but they'll pay it you at the end of the season and they'll just give you it in cash. So I said, well, I don't particularly want to do that. I said, uh, you know, I don't oh, want to get caught with tax and stuff like that. So he said, "Oh no, no, no!" He said, "We'll just give you the, the we'll give you the money. It'll be, be all right, uh, but we'll do it at the end of the season." So I said, "Oh well, that, that's all right." I said, "Well, will the board give me a a, a letter to say that?" I, I'd had, you know, spoke to PFA about it. They said, "Get this letter." So he said, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm sure they will." So comes back next thing, no, no, they won't. They won't do that. I said, "Well, I'm gonna be insured that I'm gonna get that money." He said, oh, well, they'll give you the word. I said, well, as much as I...
2: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat
0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombus. Big
0: comfort for everyone. Go to bombuscom slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: I'll hear that. Um, I'd like someone to, uh, to back it up, please, you know. Anyway, they, they weren't prepared to do it. So I said, well, I'm not signing. So I ended up being on a week-to-week contract for well over a season. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm in the Guinness Book of Records for being a, the longest person on a week-to-week contract. So oh, I, I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't sign a, a contract every week. It basically meant that if I wanted to leave, I had to give them a week's notice. And if they wanted to get rid of me or sack me, they had to give me a week's notice. So it wasn't the best of... of places to be in but I was playing all the time so why didn't
2: they just give you a contract well and
1: and it just went on and on and on and then they (laughs) offered me another contract at the end of the season which was less than what they'd already had on the table which hence meant that I moved to to Oldham just for for 50,000 which was set by the tribunal they shot themselves in the foot really with the with the way that they dealt with it
2: How old were you then, going to Oldham?
1: Uh, Well, it was 19... What was it? 87. So I'd have been 27.
2: 27? Yeah. Back in the day, what were peak? 28, 29? Yeah, getting 28,
1: 29, maybe up to 30, yeah. Yeah, so I was hitting my peak, really.
2: It Doesn't make sense,
1: does it? No. But that was was just the way they they went about it. And uh, after they, they... gave me the the other contract, which had gone obviously lower than what, they were, what I was on. Um, I went home and I wrote letters to every single football club, sent a CV out to every every single football club, which was obviously one to four then. Um, and I just said, look, this is the situation, blah, 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 blah. And I got a couple of things back and then Joe Royal just phoned me up and I was about to go over to France to have talks with Brest. And he said, before you go there, just come and come over and see us. And it was like an, another Alan Mullery moment. It was just, the club
0: was brilliant. He sold it to me. Uh, and that was that. What was your thoughts on the plastic pitch? Because that was the proper carpet, wasn't it? Um,
1: of, the, of its time, it was the best one. Because there was one at QPR,, yeah. which was like playing on that table. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one at Preston,
0: yeah,
1: and Luton. one at Luton. And the one that we had was sand-based. It had a shock pad, so it, it wasn't like playing on concrete. It was it, and it was the best of, of the time. It made me a better player. I, it, it wasn't great for the injuries, but it made, it made it me and a lot of the mm-hmm. other. Players, there, better players because you had to pass it. You had to be able to control it. Uh, you couldn't. You couldn't play long balls because it would just run out. You know. You know yourself. You
0: you would have played on it, wouldn't you? Um, but it wasn't great for injuries, and wasn't great for visiting teams. I would say no because when you guys trained on it, played on it, I remember going there with Shrewsbury Town, and we came onto the pitch and everybody had three and four pair of moulded. Trainers, mm. uh, you name it, everybody yeah. trying, and nobody was happy with what they ended up wearing. Yeah. And you guys came on. And I yeah, remember yeah. looking at you, like, and you're zipping the ball about. One, and we, all we were worried about right up to kickoff was, was falling over. Uh, it's falling over. <laughs> yeah. It's the right yeah. footwear. Yeah. So there were so many things going on in your head, yeah. and yet you guys were just. Going, broom, 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 broom. Yeah. Well, we was... always
1: used to just wear uh, rubber rubber mouldings yeah. on there. That was the best foot, footwear. Pimples didn't give you enough traction. Yeah. Um But talking about that, it, it could be the height of summer. And we would have these on. We'd have we'd have Vaseline and neoprenes on and all that in case you did fall over. And the last thing that Joe used to say to us every single week before we went out is to introduce them to the plastic.
2: and Give them one. Just yeah.
1: trip, trip one of them yeah. up and, you know, and they'd quickly get up and they'd be stuck to the bed sheets for three weeks because they'd take them and all. You them. Swear to you, and it, that's what we used to do. And it, and it was great. Uh, but it made us better players, definitely, in terms of your passing and, and what you had to yeah. do to to play on that pitch.
2: But back in day, you are allowed one, weren't you? Put one on, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. Like You can get away with one, couldn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. I remember I mean, a channel run, right? right there. I can't remember. Hold on a minute. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know.
0: What was I thinking? Channel yeah channel run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? Anyway... Made this stupid channel run. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody did me, right? Knocked me over. And I went skating down the guy. And I was from my knee all the way up under my arm, up, up right into my yeah. ear, right? In the lot for two weeks, stuck to the yeah, sheets. Yeah. yeah, and
1: then because it was sand-based, you'd get infected. So you'd have to have think, uh, you know, that powder that you used to put on it. And then you'd be taking antibiotics and stuff like that. Um, I think one of the worst ones... From a, one of our players was, uh, who was it that came? It came from Man City, uh, oh, centre back, went to Everton. Hinchcliffe, oh, no. No, can't remember. I should be able to remember his name. Um, Emmelin, no. On, he, he, he's gone out to the uh, to run to get to the ball. It was going down the right wing, and the lad. The winger's just about getting to the ball, so it slid in, gone right across the, the the thing, and off into the the boards. And everybody in the in the the, the, the stadium went <gasps> like you could hear them all sort of suck this this thing in. And it, and it got up, and his leg was like red raw. Um, but it, it, you just. You knew how to fall. You, 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 you'd sort of like a roll. You know, if you fell, you'd roll over instead of sort of trying to. You know, uh, but it was. Well, I can't knock it. I scored most of my goals. You scored on tons on of goals there, you, yeah. and Roger Palmer. Yeah, I mean, bro, God's sake, Roger. The, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah.
0: movement you had then was was fantastic. It really was.
1: Roger was uh, a freak of nature. He was so. Good at being in the right place at the right time. He would just pop up, and Joe used to call him the ghost because he said he just appears. You don't expect him to be there, and he would just tap it in. I only saw him score one goal outside the box, which was more of a, of a shock. Was it his, with his left foot, and it was a half volley up at Sunderland. And I can remember us all coming in after the game, and all everybody just went. Where the frigging hell did that come from? All of us. I he, think
2: he's says he, he, he much just different.
1: <laughs> never scored outside the box. and never used his left foot. You know, was he in the twilight of his career as well when you were there? It was getting that that way, yeah. Um, I mean, he, he had a, a testimonial while I was there as well, Rog, and you know, played Man City, and it was it was rammed. It was seventeen and a half thousand there, and and well deserved. I mean, he's there, he's, he's Oldham's uh, greatest goal scorer. Um, he's got the most gold, obviously, for, for Oldham. But great, great lad. M- man of many words, not. <laughs> you, look if you got anything out of Rog. No. Just quiet. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in fact, they only got to know his phone number when it was his testimonial year.
2: Well, you won't give him the club?
1: <laughs> Nobody knew where he lived. He didn't drive. He knew he lived in Sale. But he used, to, uh, he used to get a lift in with uh, Ronnie Evans and Willie Donerkey. Ronnie Evans was assistant kit man and, and physio. Willie Donerkey, the coach at, uh, at Alden. And when they took him home, he'd say, right, just drop me here. And they said, oh, we'll take you around to your, your, your house. No, no, you're all right, you're okay. Nobody knew where he lived. I said it could be launching it down. It could be, you know, the weather could be terrible. So he'd just get out on that. You wouldn't. So the new, no one actually knew what his address was. Wow.
2: Did that not I've make just him interesting? Who,
1: who the other lad was? It was Earl Barrett. I you just reminded me of him? Yeah, great player. Yeah, great player. Bring that back to mind. But that was his first. That was his Everybody just went, "What?
0: God." He yeah. was hard to play against. Yeah, he it. It was, was, it was quick. Quick, strong. Yeah, strong. I mean, he would come from nowhere as yeah. well. Like you said, yeah, would. wipe you out. Yeah.
1: Oh, you could. And, and Earl, if you asked Earl, he would say that the plastic made him such a better player than yeah. he was when he first came. His touch um, became so much better. Um, and I think his um, his timing and stuff like mm. that became better. Because it was a little bit Bambi-ish when he first came, right. very you know like loping, and yeah. you know you knew when he was running, you knew when he was going fast. But you know there was, there was Paul who we had the fastest yeah. white man I've ever yeah. played with. He was just like he just went. Z-Z-Z. If you went past me in training, <laughs> I just went right to you. He was he was so quick.
2: But he, he could play anywhere on Park. Well he? I
1: played at Sheffield uh, Sheffield Wednesday, scored twenty-six goals one season up front.
2: Exactly. As well as a centre half as well. As well as a centre half. Yeah, which yeah. we had
1: another one, Ian Marshall. As well I'm gonna well. come yeah. to that, but I wanna yeah. bring
2: a stat, because it's all about you, this. Two hundred and fifty games, hundred and four goals. Again, coming into your primary career, that's yeah. That's some going, that, Andy. Well
1: it, it, it is, but I also had some really good providers. Tommy Wright, Neil Adams, Rick Alden. Who's the? Well, he's a character, the he? Best crosses of the ball, uh, uh, you know, I have ever played with, and the the plastic lent itself to that as well. That type of game, because as, as soon as I knew that they had the ball, and this was the same for the rest of the strikers, but you know, like Frankie Buns and people like that, they were played with. We just used to make our runs. We'd go one way or the other, near post, far post, middle, whatever. We knew the ball was coming in. It was not like today. I'd be going crackers oh, today. I know, I know, know. Yeah, you'd, you'd get more injuries doing that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but I had some great, great providers. Got, got to say, um,
0: Rick Holden. Mm. I mean, left sided. I mean, I remember him galloping down that wing, and like you said, he would always invariably end up with a cross into yeah. the box. Did he end up going Isle of Man? Yes. He's still there. Was that a physio? Yeah. He
1: this? became a physio. He said he, he said he became a, a tax exile. <laughs> <laughs> I still keep in touch with Rick a, a, a lot. Uh, one of my best mates in football. Yeah. Absolutely. He's he he should have been a goalkeeper actually because
2: he's a nutcase. <laughs> so I've read his autobiography. Have you? But have you been over to see him? Yeah. Lot. Have of you taken your clubs? Yes. Castle Town, Ramsey, yeah, proper golf courses, yep. aren't they? Yeah, and what's the new one? Mount
1: Murray. Mount Murray. Mount yeah. Murray. Yeah. If if you got the weather there, and could guarantee the weather, you'd go there and play golf every every summer, because there's about it. eleven golf courses on an island that's thirteen miles by thirty three
2: miles, and it's dirt cheap. It's plenty of bars. It's brilliant, because <laughs> when you go, like you said. In 15 minutes, you're at any golf course you want to go. Mm. So there's no traveling. It's just brilliant. Alabama, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, we were there in summer. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm. Roger Palmer. Yeah. Ian Marshall. Mm. Frankie Bon. Yeah. Grain Sharp. Mm. Who are your favourites to play with? Oh, Bunny. Yeah,
1: no, no, no doubt. Uh, one of my best mates in football <clears throat> was such a foil for me talking to another striker there, you know, when you've got somebody that can maybe take the, 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 the rough stuff off you, you know, the big lad, the, the centre-halves want to give him a dig and gave me my sort of areas to, to sort of roll him about in. I'd be the one that would come off and he would be the one that would, would do all that. But, yeah, we on and off the pitch, we, we were brilliant. Was
2: he ordering you? No, no, he's younger than me. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. I know he looks older, but... <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get... Because remar- obviously I'm a bit younger, but... <laughs> Ian Marshall was a character. Uh, uh, I contacted too. him and he said, you were the best finisher yeah. he's ever played with. Really? Yeah. Best natural finisher, he said.
1: Ah, cheers, Marshall, yeah.
2: But he said, I've yeah. got to call you Stitch.
1: Yeah. Well, that was me... Um, that was, I, I'm still called Stitch. Everybody calls me Stitch. Um, what happened was I'd... When I was at Leeds, Tommy Wright was still at Leeds and we'd played one morning, we were playing a five-a-side game and there were steel goals then, you know. <laughs> so I, I've bent to hit head a ball and I've hit the side of the goal. So I, next morning I come out and I've got two stitches in my eye. So he just called me Stitch. Um, and it, it didn't really stick, you know. There was one or two said, yeah, well, you know, it didn't, it didn't really stick. Um, and then he left to go to Oldham and when I came up over the the season after I walked into the dressing room and he just automatically just went alright Stitch and from there it just stuck in, in that dressing room and, and from then on I've just been just been called when you have nicknames, isn't it? Yeah. John's known as but, Boom Boom. Yeah well <laughs> you you say in Super Andy Richie at the start, I, he's in my phone as Su- Super John McGinley. That's what, what he is in my phone.
2: I hate this.
1: But the, <laughs> He's on me as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I hate to say he's the, on me.
1: Spelt right. If, if we're going <laughs> if we're going on with about uh, about nicknames, when I was at Leeds there was a lad uh <laughs> called John Buckley who came down from Scotland do you remember John Buckley Winger for I think he played for either F- Kilmarnock or someone like that he, he, but um, Billy Bremner knew quite a few he, right. he, he brought a few people down Russell Doig and people like that from, from Scotland and John Buckley was a, a joker and he called me my ballser <laughs> no you might you you might get it straight away but <laughs> If you, if you think about it... My balls are... My balls are... Recovery. I've heard a ball bag. Is it yeah, me? well... Well, what's my second name? Richie. Yeah, well, put them together.
0: <laughs> Tell them, Joe. My balls are, Richie. <laughs> my balls
1: are... <laughs> <laughs> I, would have, I would have loved that. I'd have gone with that all my, all my life, but my it, never, never, it never materialised. <laughs> no. it, it became Stitch. No. But, um, yeah... Oh. Have I, I thought that would have been yeah. would have
2: been a better one. <laughs> well, go back to your Marshall. What a character he,
1: looked yeah. he seemed to be, didn't he? Oh, Marshy <clears throat> was frustrated centre forward because he came as a centre half. Um, he was he, he loped about like you know, big long straggly hair. Uh, everything was shit everything we do in training that <laughs> shit have you listened on uh, Twitter now he's not cheating. <laughs> no he's not honestly um, Rick Holden used to call him the knuckle scraper because he <laughs> said his arms used to hit the floor and, and and stuff like that but what a good player yeah a great player to have in your, in your squad great great goal scorer when he, when he began to play up front and that was just because we were struggling uh, and he, he always used to in training he, he never used to Unless we were actually doing a you know, a proper session, um, he'd always play up front in like, you know, small sided games and stuff like that and could score with the best of them. Um and as soon as we got that sort of gulf of, of centre forwards being injured, he was on to, to Joe, You've got to play me up front, you've
2: got to play me up front. And he and he did and you know, and he and he scored goals. There's a great story, you were at Bolton under Sam. You're about thirty-seven year old, thirty-six because I suppose they were living in Leicester or train at home so they gave him you know the vest for yeah, the yeah, heart that's monitor that's true and I might be wrong next mate. you're not <laughs> the physio's ringing Sam get Marsh up here he's going to have an heart attack soon his heart rate is such a thing because yeah. he's meant to be training at home but what mm-hmm. he did is put this heart monitor I believe on his dog and took him out for a walk and chucking tennis balls all over Sure. The yeah, yeah. so they have to drag him in thinking he's ready for an heart attack
1: <laughs> <No>. well apparently <laughs> apparently uh, he, he pulled him in uh, Sam and he just said to him, "He said, what the bloody hell's going on?'" So he said, "I had to. <laughs> I told my <laughs> officer. So I had to tell him that I'd put it on the dog." He said, <laughs> "He said, and uh, he said he just he just laughed it off." He said, "Right." He said, "Fair play." He said, "But don't don't do it again, obviously." <laughs> yeah, Another, I I mean, <laughs> I don't have one of the best stories. Marshy was we we were playing at home one one game and. We were we were battering whoever we were playing I can't remember who we were playing. We were we were all over him, couldn't score. The referee was having an absolute stinker. He was. I mean, you know, we're all having, we're all at him, all at him and Marshy's going absolutely manic at him. So he gets booked just before we go in at half time. And we're all we're all having a go at half time. We're all going, and Joe just said, look. Forget about what he's done. And he had only given them a penalty just before half time as well. So we're one nil down. So he said, just forget about it. Play the way you are playing. you'll beat them in the end. You know, he was he was very calm about it. And Marsh he's like, he's still bubbling over. So he used to like to come out last. It was that was his sort of superstition. So I'd gone to the toilet to take a quick Way before coming out. And as I'm coming out, he's just in front of me. So he says, Oh, go, go. didn't know you was in there. Go out in front of me. So I said, oh, Christ, oh, alright, because I never had any superstitions. So I've come out and you go out to the, the top of the tunnel, stairs down onto the, the pitch. And the referee and the linesman was stood there. You start to wait, for you. So I've come out and I'm just going down and I've heard Marshy and he's gone, you're having a fucking nightmare, aren't you? So I've turned round and he's, and he's chirping at the referee again. So I've gone, come on, Marshy. He says, no, he said, no, 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 no. I said, listen, Marshy, just leave it. Come on, come on. So he says to the referee, he says, what would you do if I called you a twat? <laughs> so the referee said... Well, you know what, you've already been booked, Marsh. He said, if you call me a twat, he said, I'm going to book you again and you'll be off. He said, what well, if I thought he was a twat? He said, well, can't I can't do anything about that. He said, well, I think you're a twat. And he <laughs> went, and it run, down, run down the steps and I was in bits and the two linesmen just looked at the ref and went... <laughs> and he got away with it. Wow. He got away with it and we won, two, one, and he scored the winner. <laughs> it was just the way you said it. I I, was in, I, I thought well, that is...
2: Gold. That's gold golden. not knowing he's just done smoke gold, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One striking partner we've not talked about, Graham Sharp. Yeah. Sharpie.
1: Yeah, came to us, at, coming towards the end of his career. And I, to be fair, I, I I was injured. I didn't play with uh, up, up front with Graham that, mu- that much. I, uh, I, was, I had a disc out on my back. Uh, So I I missed quite a lot of games um, that he was involved in, really. We had a handful of games, probably, we we played together. But he brought what he brought to us when I signed him at Oldham. He brought us that bit of steel, knew about the game, that wasn't intimidated, had that presence to hold the ball up. um, And that's what we we needed at, at the time.
0: So you're going back to your, your disc, your back, mm. and do you think that was the plastic pitch, the wear and tear?
1: The the specialist said it wouldn't have helped. He couldn't specifically say yes, that's what mm. what the problem was, arrived from. Um as he couldn't for people with knee injuries and, you know, ACLs and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. the definitely it wasn't you you when you jump jumped the you it wasn't dissipated like it was on in grass um but you could you know you could be going for years and years saying oh well, that's that's what caused it Maybe, certainly wouldn't have helped it would it? No. I
0: mean and it's probably wear and tear injuries I think on plastic if you if you speak to people as it's gone on and as their age has yeah. gone up more and more it takes you longer to go over their injuries you get more yeah. frequent injuries and it's got to be down to it, really. What, what,
1: we used to, what we found when we, when we first was laid was that, because we used to train on grass, if we are playing away from home, we'd train on grass mm-hmm. all week, vice versa. Um, we, because it was, wasn't the same as grass, you used to stop quicker, you know, so you, your feet would gets, so it put more stress and strain on your muscles. So we used to get muscle injuries, you know, like adductor mm-hmm. muscles or tightness and stuff like that and that was one of the biggest things that until we got into the season again and you you must have got used to it you used to get sort of little bits of niggles and strains at, especially in pre-season yeah um but yeah that's i mean that was the biggest uh, injury i had at playing football um and i it, i was out for 8 months with that from having the operation to playing my first you know game back in the in the B team as it was then. Stiffs. Yeah. Stiffs.
2: You had some great cup runs at Oldham, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we were very good, very lucky.
2: League Cup final as well. It was a Division 2 club back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we, we
1: managed to get to the Littlewoods Cup, as it was called then. Um, got to the final and unfortunately got beat by Notts Forest. Nottingham Forest, I've got Nottingham to say, was. Nottingham Forest. Get uh, told off, won't it? Um and two semi-finals of the FA Cup against Manchester United, who we, we unfortunately lost both of them.
2: Was it the one... Did Mark Hughes score late on mm-hmm. for yeah. to,
1: uh, a replay? We scored, I think, something like 76 seconds to go. Something like that. Neil Poynton scored the goal. Oh, yeah. Neil, yeah, Nino. And then me and Mark Brennan were on the side, ready to be brought on. I was and Mark was sub. He was allowed two then. And Joe said, "Go and sit down." And I said to him, "Just get us on. Just, just put us on. Just to try and break it up." Um, and he didn't. They got corner. Ball came in, was headed out. And that season, they changed the offside rule, so it came out. And if it hadn't have gone to Sparky, it wouldn't. It it, it would have been in Rosehead, But he he just you know followed it into corner. the top corner. Uh, but Robbo was coming out of, of the box, jogging out. But he was deemed not to be offside because he was coming out from an offside position. Whereas the season before, he, he would have been given offside. Um, but yeah, he was, he was it was great. And then we played on the Tuesday night, I think, or the Wednesday, and Kanchelskis was was back in the side. he he'd been suspended at the weekend. And He was brilliant that night. He scored two goals. He beat us, f- it was four nil.
2: Was it main road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a player, him though, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, Can Chelsea yeah. He match? was fantastic. I mean, <laughs> I remember I was sub
1: again that night, and it was, they were, we were four nil down It was about 15 minutes to go. And Joe said, Right, come on, go on, go on and get us a goal. I said, I'd be lucky if I touch the ball. They were playing keep ball with us, you know, it was it was all over. Um, yeah, so i've been the bridesmaid in the fa cup never the bride really because we got knocked out with leads against coventry as well in the semi-final
2: so i'd like to
1: say
2: i think it's still a great cv <laughs> we've probably not touched on it enough, uh, enough the man the legend joe ryan mm. brilliant best, best, best manager best yeah no doubt
1: um Mike Bailey was great down at Brighton. Really enjoyed playing under under Mike Bailey. Really good coach, uh, good guy in the in the changing room, and uh, good fun. And his his coach, John Collins, they, he was brilliant. But Joe and and, and Willie Donachie were, yeah, different different grade. knew he was great with the players, man management, and knew when you knew when you if you were going to be left out of the side, he'd tell you and he'd tell you why. You know, you wouldn't walk in at two o'clock and the team sheet'd be there and you're not playing. You'd you'd know about it beforehand. And, and Willie was so so different in his ways. He was he was ahead of his time mm-hmm. in some of the you know the the training uh, things we did. We played table tennis. We did yoga. We did yoga. Yeah, stuff like that that nobody was doing at at, at the time. Um, he brought. a uh, a fella called Lenny Heppel in, who was his, I think it was either his father-in-law or some, he was, he, his wife was related to him. And he was he was a dancing coach and tennis coach. Um, and he used to work on reactions and, and stuff like that. Nowadays, they've got these things that they, you know, that yeah. they touch, these yeah. the, the lights and you've got to touch them. He got us playing table tennis and and doing stuff like that for reactions, for getting there quick and and being alert to to stuff, and and that was revolutionary really.
0: Then, how did the players take it at the time? Or did they sort of ridicule it, or did they take it seriously? Yeah, especially
2: well, in Marshall, what did he think about <laughs> no, this yoga? Come on, this is what I've got well, in here. We,
1: we there was a bit of uh, you know like he, we brought a sprint sprint coach in as well, that right. uh, you know which was was.
2: What before his time happened?
1: though, was not it? But it was before his time. And we, yeah, we had a bit of a there was a few bits laughing about that because uh which I can't tell you about because it, it, it's uh very on PC, but um but yeah we 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 just took to it uh and I know that Part of it did did help me. You know, you, you see the, the guys these days and doing the uh the square, the, the knocking it by, and there's two in the middle holding it. We if anybody was stood still, you were off, you were running around the 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 pitch. Because he said, you've got to be ready for any situation. He said, so it, he might miss it that and it'll hit his knee and it'll come to you. Well you're stood like that. He said, "So you've got to be on the move all the time." And we used to, it used to be really serious when we when we had a, a keep ball session. Um, but he, he got me in one one evening at, at, at the reserves. He told me he wanted me to be at the reserve game. So I said, "Right, okay." Which I used to go anyway. I used to enjoy watching the, the you know the lads. The and he, he, he brought me in to the. Um, the uh, the players' lounge, which you probably might remember at um, home, very thin, yeah. long seating down the, either side. So he's brought me down into the thing and, he's, and his son and his daughter are with him. And he said, right, stand in the middle of them, in the middle there, so in between the, the two seats. He's at the other end, he's gone, right, if I go like that, I want you to get to that side of the thing. And if I go like that, you've got to get there. <laughs> and I'm doing this at half-time, He's going like that, and I'm and I'm trying to beat his kids. That's how <laughs> how we got you. And the kids were about eleven and twelve. So I'm trying to beat them. I'm going I'm going like this. And that. but it's a, it's all about reactions. You've got to be expect the unexpected. And he he was he was really good for me. It, it
2: did help me definitely. Wow. Well, I'm going to move you forward. You finished career playing at Scarborough. Yeah. But back at Oldham as an assistant yeah. you've talked about Joe Royal Alan Murray did you pick anything up from these or did you even oh, think it about picked management up, picked
1: up every th- bits from everybody um, which helped me when I became a manager I think but the major one was, was Joe um, and I always I hope that the players that are, I, I managed will say that's how I was that I, I wouldn't just leave them out you know I would talk to them and tell them why they weren't playing because I that's what I wanted as a player I I wanted I didn't want to just be left out like I was being doing down at Brighton finding out off the local paper to me that was just scandalous and, and no player deserves to be treated like that
2: yeah no it's quite easy to be honest with someone isn't it yeah I
1: mean why not you know, I I only had one player in my career as a manager that I had a, I had a bad reaction to uh, leaving him out. And that was when I was at Oldham, uh, Paul Reed, and I left him out. Told him that why wasn't having it. I said, "Well, you're sober. He Said, nah, bollocks! I'm not being sub either." And they snapped me over. Fair enough. It's up to you. You know. Um, and later that afternoon, he phoned me up, which was Thursday. I told him Thursday. And he said, Gaff, can I be... I I still want to be sub. So I said, right, fine. You know, I, I didn't hold any grudges against him having a rant and a rave at me because I know that he he was that type of guy. He, he, you know, he wore it out on his sleeve. Um, so it, I just said, right, yeah, you, you sub, no problem. You know, and, but... I knew that I would have wanted to be told not not just to come in and you, you feel like a leopard, don't you, when when that happens.
0: Well, I think in that position when you when you go into the dressing room and the rest of the boys seem to know before you know as well. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you go in yeah. and, and all of a sudden like you're not playing and then you've got to put a brave face on it. Mm. Try and G the boys up as you would normally and everything else, but inside, your heart's breaking. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And if yeah. you, you would have dealt with it differently, then obviously you come in prepared for it, don't you? Mm. When you're not prepared, it's stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And, that, and, and I think that's the world's worst feeling as a as a footballer. But even just to be just to be dropped and not even told why yeah. is is like because then you're thinking, well, what have I done wrong?
0: I, you know. So I think in the end, Andy, you, you look at a point you, with that manager. If that's the way he treats you, you never know how where you stand with him. No. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You never know whether you're going to, like you said, and that's that's no good for a player. No, because your head's not right then. You're always worrying about well, what if if I'm not playing if I'm yeah. sober?
2: Yeah, true. And it's no. Yeah. So, manager at Oldham, mm. what was it like signing your first players? Uh,
1: it was it was great because obviously you know, the the chairman and the board had backed you. Uh, you know, with with what they wanted. I mean, they, they they didn't have a massive say in in who came in. It was more if we could afford them, then they. So they it's a budget then, is it? Yeah. Well, no, I never really had a budget. I've n- n- at any club that I, I, I was at, the th- three got three clubs I was at. I never really had a budget. They never said, right, you can spend that much. It was always, well, wow, yeah, we can afford that. We can't afford that. With Ian Stott. Uh, at, at Oldham the, the chairman there I used to go in and I'd say right it cost this and it cost that blah 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 and if he went mm, I knew I had a chance and I'd, I'd be in but if, if, he, if, he, if there was no to he'd just say no I can't do that and I'd just turn tail and go straight out because I knew there was no way I'd, I would change him um, but he was such a help to me in, in my first
2: years as management It was great so Absolutely as a football brilliant. fan, we won't get to know this. John will probably know. So you didn't have a budget, all them. You've highlighted a player. Have you gone and met him first? Because how do you know the cost, what it's going to cost?
1: Well, there was more, there was agents then. <laughs> Where, right. So, you know, we got to in touch with the agent and then I would probably... I, I used to like to get the player in and say, right, OK, well... Yeah, I, I've got that side of it, but bring him in. Let's let's have a chat face to face, so you get a no, you know a feeling for the for the man himself and and what have you. I'm I'm sure that you would want to do that if you Definitely. you know, so that you just know how he is and how he's feeling And, and you know you know from people's demeanor whether they whether they just they do want to come because they want to come and play for you, or whether it might just be another move. Um, and that's being very cynical, but it but it happens, you know, and it probably happens more
0: now than it ever did. I think you're dead right. You've got to look into people's eyes, haven't you? Yeah. Because eyes don't lie. No. No. You know, that's and, true. and and I think you you gauge people and their hunger and everything else regardless of where they're at. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't have that meeting face to face, and it's just through agents and all that, that's mm. where you're going to get your yeah. pants ripped. Yeah, off
1: I, you, I, you know? I would never have just gone on a, you know, a, an agent. Um, I mean, it's like agents used to send you videos of players and stuff like. that, and you're like, All right, well, what what other crap isn't he doing? He might be good at that, but he's highlighting that. You know, you need to go and see players yourself, and and I probably didn't delegate enough when I was a manager as as well. I used to have to go and watch the players myself. You know, and um, I would I would take what the scouts were saying, but then I'd have to go and see them myself and watch him two or three times or whatever. You know, and sometimes probably I, I did that too much.
2: You pick up any diamonds? Who went on to do well? Uh, one or two,
1: yeah, I mean, I think there was quite a few lads that that did well, you know, when, when we was there. I'm not sure that there was that many that went on to, um, to play at a higher level. There was a few that came, like John, which is who we def- desperately needed, we needed someone that was, just like I said, like Sharpie was. Somebody, we, we were a young side. We had some old, old heads as well, but we needed someone up front that could boss the the game for us, and that's exactly what he did. Um, I signed uh, David Ayres as well, who, who yeah, was brilliant. He, 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 went he, 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 he was great He was a better older wedge, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. I signed John Sheridan again. Uh, yeah, proper football uh, you know, and my, he was he was immense for us he was superb I, he was my best signing as, as Alden manager as he keeps saying it was him but it wasn't it was
0: <laughs> it, it was John Sheridan Sheridan was unbelievable yeah. and I yeah. still don't think he ever really really gets the credit for being how good he was yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. because he could do everything Yeah, everything physically passing wise mm. ranger pass. And not just our a leader in the dressing room and everyone else as well. He was yeah. top.
1: top I mean, his knee was knackered when I signed him. You know, he's, he, he, and he just came in and we just played three-five-two, and he just got the ball and just sprayed it about, and it was it was amazing. And he was playing non-league football. Uh, I'd been to um, I'd been to a reserve game at Sheffield Wednesday. Chris Waddle was there, was we big mates with Chris Waddle. I said. Uh, what's Shez doing? Because he'd been down at Torquay, I think. I said, what's he doing? He said, uh, he "So he's playing for uh, the Octong Choggy Boggy team, that, that, you know, in Sheffield. <laughs> I went, you what? He said, yeah, he said, he's, he's not he's not playing anymore. I went, is he still on this number? He said, yeah. So I phoned him the next day and said, Shez, come down, come and train with us. You're better than that. He said, yeah, all right, I'll come down. And... We played him in, in the reserves on the Monday night, and I, because I, I said I, want, I, I said I want to sign you, and I went into the chairman and he said we want to, we want to see him play. I said you don't have to see him play. I Said you don't have to. So I was like, Shaz, I'm sorry, you're going to have to play in the reserves on Monday. The the board want to see how you, you perform. I said I've I've tried my best, but they they want to watch you, and we played Man City reserves. At Altrincham, it was pouring down. The pitch was like a bog. He's got only one knee, and he ran the show. Yeah. And the chairman pulled me in at half time He said, "We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow." Uh, so I said to him, "I said, right, that's it. You're all right. You can come off." He said, "No fucking chance." He said, "I'm staying on." He said, "I'm enjoying myself." And that's that's the, the you no know, type of player and type of person he was. Um, but he was he was awesome
2: for us. John told me about the move. You weren't playing, were you? No, I wasn't doing anything, nothing at all. You got another season, didn't you? Well, well, so
0: this man. Part of the season, yeah. I mean, I I wished it could have went on longer, but uh, no, I enjoyed it. I really did. It was great walking into the dressing room and seeing shares and that there yeah. as well. Do you know what I mean? Because it mm. it was uh, it was kind of a bonus really for for me. I mean, I wanted to play and play and play, but. I got to the FA Cup game on it. That was my last. I yeah. got to it was just before Christmas, or well, 20th of December, I think it was. Yeah. Away at Brentford. Yeah, and that was me. That was when I came in initially. I wasn't too bad. I was. I had to rest it every now and then. Yeah, Achilles and everything yeah. else. But when we got to that game. And if it wasn't for TV, because it was on Sky that night, mm. if it wasn't for that, the game would probably been off because there was water on the pitch and all yeah, sorts. Was, yeah, stuff. Yeah, But after that game, I couldn't walk for four days, mm. and I knew then that was. Well,
1: you came and said that to me. Didn't that you? was the so end it's, days,
0: because it's, it was, you know, not going to be able to
1: no. to carry on. Which was, it was a bit of a, a bummer because he was doing really. He did do. He did great for us. You know, like we, we went to places like Millwall and stuff like. That. It was horrible places to go, and he was like. And the the, the the lads thrived off that, you know. It was. Did you off have any young lads
0: Saturday then? <laughs> well, he did. He young lads needed legs, <laughs> <he laughs> didn't Because no. all of you crazy would have had an experienced <clears throat> pro. Well, we had the, the McNeven twins, and that were there. Yeah, McNeven twins. Yeah, we were, the young, were young, young players there. There was a few young boys there. Yeah, uh, and he said it was a young team.
1: Yeah, there was uh, Matthew Tipton as well. Matthew Tippy.
0: I mean, he was sharp. One of he, yeah, he was yeah. just coming on to a good game. He was then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had, a we had some young
1: lads, you know, but we needed bolstering with, with people that had been there, done, wore the t
0: shirt, if you like. And you ended up with Boom Boom.
2: <laughs> Super John.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please ask me about the Boom Boom, man, because <laughs> <just laughs> he's dropped in a couple of games now.
2: Right, when okay. we're on the golf course, Andy. Right. You'll see <laughs> okay. yourself. Right. No. <laughs> I've forgotten who named it, you know. Who was it? Boom Boom. Mix-y. Oh, Mixer with and. Oh, I, I remember him, yeah. Big mixer, yeah. Oh, Beast. He was, wasn't he? He was a beast. Mm. Proper golfer. Same at golf, yeah. yeah. Especially off that handicap, but we'll tell you that on really? the golf course. Yeah. Really, right? Right, the manager. Yeah. Got yeah. a great promotion there. That must have been a great season. Oh, man. it was brilliant.
1: It was brilliant. We had a, a really... Well, I think what we were like, because well, I had, uh, Rick Holden was there as me physio, but also assistant manager after I'd taken over from Paul Hart who was absolutely fantastic learnt so much from him while I was there as, as assistant to him um, but we created a bit of a remake of, of Oldham if you like between the players and the manager and we had, the players got on great we let them away with a few little you know things and what have you they had really good rapport with them uh, and that 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 culture, you know, that real solid, solid togetherness. And we managed to, we we got through on the last game of the season, we played at Warsaw, we beat them 2-1 uh, at Warsaw, battered in first half, could have been 4-0 up, weren't, and we were 1-0 up, and then they battered us in the, in the second half, got back to 1-0 and and um we won with a penalty in the, about the last two minutes. Um, and got through to the the final, obviously, a playoff final uh, at the Millennium, and, and managed to get through um, against Swansea. Which
2: also the Millenniums at Cardiff, but mm. they would have been like a home game for them, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, it was it was a great day, great for our supporters, and the
0: way it was uh, it was just superb. Amazing. To get to any final Andy, I mean it's an achievement, isn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? And but to go there as a manager it's special. Mm. You know what I mean? For yourself, family never nails yeah. there. And obviously you would say probably a little bit outnumbered as well, fan wise, with, with Swansea being on their doorstep. Yeah. yeah. But what an a what an occasion. Yeah. I mean the, the
1: Barnsley, if you know, when they're doing well, which they've done very well yeah. this season, they're they're getting the 20, 20, 22, 25,000, you know, they they do come out. Yeah. As all the Yorkshire Clubs, you, you, you're you amazed by the, how many, you know, like Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds, Barnsley, <coughs> they've all got massive, yeah. massive followings. Yeah. Um, and it was it was just a superb day. You know, we, we were running on empty at the end. We had Bobby Assel who couldn't run and we managed to get to, you know, to the end of extra time. And I just turned to Rick and I said we've got it, because every single player in that squad could take penalty, everybody. There was not one of them who would have turned his back and gone, no, I won't not take it. Were we'll practicing practice in the week? Yeah, we, we did. Um, we practiced, and there's only one penalty missed, and that was me. <laughs> Honestly, reserves, first team... And we had two really good goalkeepers, Nick Colgan, who I knew would save a penalty, at least one, in that final. You just knew? Just knew, because he was fantastic at saving penalties. They, they, they never stopped one penalty, we had probably
2: 25. Question for you, then. Everyone wants to take a penalty. How do you pick your first five when there's so many people wanting to take it? Well, we just, we just knew you Know,
1: like, instantly, just, just like, yeah, right, right, Those, Those are first five we know that we've not got a problem after either. Um, and the lads knew as well. It was one of them where the lads got just got confidence, went, right? It? We know that they're, they're good, we'd, we'd back ourselves with them ourselves. Um, uh, you know, like Stephen McPhail, people like that. Um, you know, we just knew that they'd. Bobby Asell, I think he took one, and he was like, he was half injured, and we're going. He shouldn't be taking one. He shouldn't be taking, but he he went up and limped up and smacked it in, you know. And then Nick did save save a couple of, I think what, at least one, and uh, and we got through. Um, celebrations. Oh, it was brilliant. At the the celebrations when we got back and did the bus and that round bars, yeah. it was just. Danny Wilson saying the, the same. Incredible. It's just
2: good for the town as well. It needed it. Yeah. When Danny did well as. Yeah. So it would be the same for you, mm. yeah. yeah it was I always super. say Barnsley is very similar to Bolton. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would say that. Yeah, very much so. Mm. And again,
0: something like that just brings the whole town together, doesn't yeah. it? The togetherness there, whether it be on the streets in the stadium, it just changes the whole town. It did. Yeah. It was. It was super.
2: Yeah. Finish your managerial career at Huddersfield Town. Mm. I'm looking at the highlight FA Cup run. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was.
1: Uh, that was good. Um the 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 home win against Birmingham was the highlight of that. Um you know beating them at, at home was great. And then we went away and we played Chelsea, we got knocked out by Chelsea, but we we were one won all at half time and ended up getting beat 3-1, but the, the guys were brilliant that, that day. Was, we had some really good players there, young, really good young players. Um and I enjoyed it. For the time, but then there the, was they were trying to make me play players that you know that come through the the system, which were good players. Yeah, which it was just it, it wasn't happening. A
2: manager's got to make the decisions. Yeah, well that, that's, how leader, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. I, you know, and, um, it's
1: a shame, just, not then, isn't it? It is. Yeah, There's it it's pressure because they're well, your wages.
2: You kind of, we'll just yeah, stick but, on that because if you do. Okay, but it's got to it be a bit, there's a a bit of compromise,
1: my... definitely. Yeah. You've got to have a bit of compromise for a bit of self preservation sometimes. But, you know, they, they, they not so much as with, with players all the time, but it was like they'd be saying, well, they got beat. At, on. Why are they not in on Sunday? Well, well, they were in last Sunday because they got beat. You know, and,
2: the effects, it, it, there, effects
1: it? Yeah, exactly. It's like you coming in and giving somebody a volley every time you lose, like, you know, after the after the game. The, the players just switch off. They just go, oh, it's oh, it again, you know. And <clears throat> it, you, it's got to have an, a, an effect, hasn't it? It's got to have mm. that input. So, you know, if you're doing that every day, it just loses it. So I, I, I think probably in, in almost nine years of being a manager, I, I, I've, <laughs> I can't say I've got a hairdryer. Um, I certainly haven't now. Um, but probably six times I've kept them in and really given a roasting, you know, and that, out of, what, nine years, is, yeah. you know... You've got, you've got to give them something that they can relate to now, nowadays, yeah, yeah. even more. But, you know, don't just volume and, and not have anything behind it to say, well, I'm giving you the volley for this. I'm not so many i've you've come in and you're just venting you know and you're just ranting and raving, and not actually said
0: what they're ranting and raving about
2: okay yeah
0: so from from the board then was it the case of was it the model elevate the young players quite quickly to sell them on was't the think model it was, or m- was it just to to, well, to maybe sell them on um
1: they just were very much they, they'd got a few players that had come through the the youth system, which is great um so, you know, it, it was, they wanted them to come through. But I said, we can't push these kids. You know, you, you've got to give them that, you know, you breed them in and, and that's what I was, was done at, at United. Then you go out again and, you know, keep them around and training with you uh, yeah. and things like that. But it, it was more the, the, right, well, you know, why aren't they in training? Why are they not doing this? Right. Well, if you, if you want me to be the manager, let me train them and let me treat them the way I want to, not the way you want to see it. And they, I didn't agree with them being punished by coming in all the time. Because, again, that loses its effect as, as well. You know, you, so they're very much creatures of habit footballers, aren't they? And when you then just go, right, out of the blue... Right, we're in. And they're expecting to be off. Then that has a, a, a sort of a reaction with them. Well, Jesus, why? Yeah. What, what have we done wrong? Or have we done anything wrong with cat? So I thought we played well on at the weekend. It's that mind games that you have to play with them sometimes, but and they were a little bit too over the, you know, wanting to to change that, if you like.
2: Well, talking of man games, we're coming to an end now. I'm going to say, John, it's been one of my favourites. Yes. But... You've had to say that because I'm here. No, no. We are like your managers, <laughs> black and white, rather the lab and Brian. But you're not finished yet. No. Oh. But the
0: famous John's 15. So, rapid 15, here we go. Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods? Rory. The Open or the Masters? Open. Tea Coffee. In the middle now. I never used to drink coffee, but I'm in the middle. I'm, I have a coffee now, but... Favourite manager? Uh Joe Royal. Old or New Wembley? Old. Favourite golfing holiday destination? Uh, Mercia in Spain. First result you look for on a Saturday? Man United's. <laughs> PGA Bloody PGA or live golf <laughs> Oh PGA Best stadium played in uh, The Olympic stage in Berlin Ronaldo or Messi Ronaldo You've had to say that Lynx or Parkland golf <laughs> R- Messi <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> um Partland, right? Managing or playing? Well,
1: playing, but the best thing was to get promotion as a manager, not as a player.
0: So, managing or playing? (laughs) (laughs) Playing. (laughs) Hole in
1: one, two. (laughs) Boo. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Favourite golf course played? Oh. Oh, that's
1: tough. I don't think I've played it yet. I'm going to play it in September. Winged foot, I'm going to play in September over in uh, New York. And I I think that might be the best that I've ever played or will have ever played. That's a first. But I'll let let you know on that one. Favourite golf
0: course, Blade. Never played it yet. (laughs) Ryder Cup with the Open. <laughs>
2: uh, Ryder Cup.
0: <laughs> Andy, that concludes the rapid 15. <laughs> Thank, Thank you.
2: <laughs> John, can I ask you a question? How many of them has he sat on the fence? Oh, a few. <laughs> Three. Yeah? Three. Three, maybe. John, I've <laughs> got to say, we always find, what are you doing now? Yeah. Uh, I'm a, uh, I work at
1: Old Trafford on match days. Uh, do lots f- for MUTV, which is obviously United's uh, TV company. And Bits and bats for local radio. Um, I'm very, very happy with what I'm doing. Enjoy it um, and still feel involved in, in the football side, but in a different way. It's, uh, it's great to be working back at the boyhood Club 40 odd years since I was there, it's it's amazing to be working there. I bet it don't feel like work, does it? it? It doesn't, really. It's great, you know, you, you you get to have a nice meal and you get to meet some great guys and people that come into the lounge and you get to watch the games and, uh, yeah, it's 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 a superior
0: part of work, really. Yeah, really enjoy it. Brilliant. Well, I must say, you look great. I mean, you look healthy, you're happy, you're... There's nothing beats that.
2: Looks like he's been golfing a lot, John. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, look, after me balls (laughs) On the course. No, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much.
1: Pleasure, pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Two words,
2: been a belter.